This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. All right, we're back again. And I tell you what, before I introduce a well-known guest and friend of mine, check out this trailer. All of us have a call of God on our life and every single one of us are given unique gifts by God to accomplish that calling. However, many are not accomplishing this calling because they're paralyzed. They're concerned possibly they may miss God or they may do something wrong. I don't know what sphere of influence you're in. You could be a businessman, businesswoman, stay-at-home mom, in healthcare, in education, in the arts, in government. I don't know, but one thing I do know, you are called to multiply. What I want to do in this book, I want to help you discover your gifts, I want to help you develop your gifts, and I want to help you multiply your gifts so you can build the kingdom of God effectively on this earth as Jesus has commissioned you to do. Wow, now come on, John, John Bevere, Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Dr. Mark, it's always a pleasure. I mean, you and I are close friends. We're actually uh, neighbors. That's a long story. I can't really go into that, but it's really cool. Uh, So you and Michelle are very special to Lisa and I. Yeah, it's mutual. And I tell you, um, your your newest book, X, I'm just going to go like this, those that can see me, because I just feel like doing that every time I read it, you know, boom, Uh, there it is. Uh, man, look, this is this is revolutionary. It has affected my life personally, even though I was kind of getting fed this information by you over the course of time during our friendship. Yeah. Uh, man, talk about this book. You know, um, the book really began one of our financial partners who's significantly helped us give books to pastors and leaders overseas. Um, some of your viewers may not know that we've had the privilege by the grace of God to give over 40 million resources to pastors and leaders in 226 nations and 111 languages. One of those partners that helped a lot, he and I were coming back from around a golf and he asked me a real deep question. For him, it was deep. He said, you know, John, my net worth is over 9 million. I busted my butt. That was the language he used uh, to build my companies up to where they are right now. I'm turning 50. My wife's cared for life. My children are cared for life. Why should I continue to work at the same pace through the decade of the 50s? Why not just back it off a little? And I knew it was a moment. I really realized that what I was going to answer him was going to shape his next decade. And I looked inside and I felt like God showed me what to say. And I said, hey, I, I've got a question for you, Stan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of, what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer it by giving you a different scenario. I said, as you know, I've written 17 books. At that time, it was 17. It's now 22. I said, I've written 17 books. They're in, you know, 80, over 80 languages. I have gotten on airplanes. I have flown to over 60 nations. I've done 12 million miles of flying. Some of the years I've stayed as many as 220 nights a year in a little 400 square foot hotel room. I've stood on major platforms all over the world. My wife's cared for, my children are cared for. I'm set. I said, why should I get on another plane? Why should I write another book? 
And he got this grin on his face. You know, he's, he's an athlete. He's, he's, he's fun. And he goes, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes when you face Jesus. I said, you just said the exact same words. Wow. And I'll, I'll never forget, we were driving downtown Los Angeles and he turned away from the freeway with this look of horror on his face. He said, what are you talking about? And I said, Stan, it's very, very simple. Every single one of us has a call of God on our life. And I said, with that call comes supernatural giftings. These are actually giftings beyond our natural ability that God imparts to us. I said, but we're stewards of these gifts. We can do whatever we want with them because stewards aren't micromanaged. I said, we can use them to only build ourselves and our family. We can use them as intended to build the kingdom of God, which building the kingdom of God means building other people. Or we can just sit on them and do nothing. And I said, you look at me and you have connected my dots. My gifts are obvious, writing, speaking, communicating, leading. You see how my dots are building the kingdom of God. I said, you haven't connected your dots. And I, I remember, you know, six months later, we were on the phone. He said, man, I've been haunted in a good way by the words you spoke. And I am actually now really busy working because now he had connected the dots. So a lot of people, the mentality, the old school mentality is only the people that are called to full time vocational ministry are really in the sacred and have a calling on their life. Because let's stop and think about it. You know, church culture, somebody walks up to you and goes, oh, He's got a call on his life. Where does, where does our mind go? He's going to be a pastor, a missionary, or a worship leader, right? Yes, well, correct. that's about 2% of the people in the body of Christ. The fact is, every person, you can point at every single person, saved and unsaved, and say they have a call of God in their life. They genuinely do. So this mentality moves us into a real warped mindset. Uh, another story uh, a pastor friend of mine, he's got over 35,000 people in his church. He has a yearly conference. Leaders come from in, from all over. And there's a prominent medical doctor in his church. And he's walking through the auditorium the day before the conference, and he sees the prominent medical doctor putting pamphlets on the seats. And my pastor friend rushes over and goes, Doc, Doc, you don't need to be doing this. we got volunteers and interns to do this. And the doctor, this is exactly what my pastor friend said, rebuked him in a kind way, but he rebuked his pastor. And he said, pastor, I take one week a year off my medical practice so that I can build the kingdom of God. Now, Mark, I've cried over this. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I literally, I was on a podcast a couple months ago and I started weeping because I look at this man who's so genuine and so sincere. 51 weeks a year, he's in the secular. He's earning a living. One week a year, he gets to build the kingdom. For a lot of people listening to us right now, most of them, they see themselves in the sacred on Sunday morning for the 90 minutes at church service. They see themselves in the sacred for their 30-minute devotional in the morning. They see themselves in a the sacred when they're listening to a Christian podcast. No, no, no. If you are a child of God, you are in the sacred 24-7. So that whole paradigm has to shift. Now, Let's return back to the gifts that I talked about. These supernatural gifts are actually God's ability that he places on us. For me, you know, my worst subject in high school was English and creative writing. High school, 
370 on the SAT in English. I've only met three people that scored lower than me in all my travels. Okay? That's pathetic, man. I don't know. Unbelievably pathetic, right? So in 1991, when God spoke to me in prayer, and I'll never forget where I was, he said, son, I want you to write. I said, okay, you got so many kids now on this earth, you're getting us mixed up with one another. You don't want me to write. I can't write. It took me four hours to do a two-page paper in high school. And God said nothing. So I thought his silence was his agreement with my reasoning. So 10 months later, two women come up to me from two different states within two weeks of each other. And they both said the exact same words. They said, John Bevere, if you don't write what God's giving you to write, he'll give the message to somebody else. And one day you'll stand judgment for it. Well, when the second woman from Texas said it two weeks after the first woman from Florida, the fear of God hit me. And I got a piece of paper, a notebook paper, and I put it in with a Sharpie. I put a contract up here and I wrote God a contract. Wow. I think you're making a huge mistake. I can't write. So I need grace. And I signed it. And this is one of the smartest things I've ever done, not knowing it was smart. Okay. So. I signed that contract and now the books today are in the tens of millions. They're in 129 languages now all over the world. Now, why am I saying this? Because I really couldn't write. But when that supernatural gifting came from the word of the Lord, all of a sudden now I can write. I put Lisa to sleep the first time she heard me speak after we were married and her best friend next to her drooled. She was in such a deep seat sleep. I literally watched <laughs> drool come out of the side of her mouth. Now I speak to 25,000 people. And I don't get nervous. I don't put them to sleep. Why? Because a gift came on my life. Now, here's what's so important to understand. Every single child of God has these supernatural gifts. Every child of God. First Peter says is each one has received a gift or gifts. Minister it to one another. Now, we put 95% of those gifts inside the four walls of the church, when in reality, probably only 5% are supposed to be used inside the four walls of the church, and 95% are outside. You and Michelle have a gift. You have a remarkable gift, right? So here's the misnomer. Here is the great deception. And I hope everybody hears what I'm going to say. People think if I'm godly, if I'm Christ-like, the gift in me will automatically work. That's so far from the truth. How do I know that? The most godly man in the whole New Testament was a guy named Timothy. Paul wrote (laughs) to the entire Philippian church and said, I have never met a more Christ-like character man than Timothy. Yet Paul has to write to Timothy at the end of his life, two times and say, Timothy, your God-given gift is inoperative and it's your fault. It's inoperative. Stir it up. So just if just living Christ-like stirs up our gifts, that means Timothy would have had it stirred up to the max. So everyone that's listening to me, you have to purposely engage the gift of God in your life. I talk about in this book, but that's only the first few chapters. What's really important, though, is the multiplication of that gift, Mm, mm. because none of us will ever be fulfilled until we take what's uniquely gifted in us and multiply it for the benefit of others. That is beautiful, because I don't know if you remember this, but um, well, you probably wouldn't, but probably I, I bet you it was 25 years ago. Um, the very first time I heard you speak, you were at Victor Christian Center, and uh, 
Pastor Billy Joe was there and you were speaking at, at that event. And I was working security as a police officer. Yep. The message you spoke was on Timothy. And I think you used a passage that said, you know, fan the flame of the gift that was given to you by the laying on of hands. That thing has stuck with me for 25 Mm -hmm. years. And when I saw that you talked about that, I was like, oh, my Lord. That that thing just um, it really rocked my world too because that stuck with me so long and I I never really got it so thank you for that but um, that is such a powerful message for people to get that we all have a gift we all need to fan that flame we all need to stir it up but it takes our effort doesn't it Yes okay intimidation causes the gift to go dormant now let's 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 look at um, the word faithful my understanding of the word faithful the first fifty years of my life was consistent, dependable, reliable, steadfast, true, devoted. And that's everybody else's definition of faithful. Most people. However, the Holy Spirit rocked my world about 10 years ago when he opened my eyes to the fact that there's a major definition of faithful we don't talk about, and that's multiplication. Mm. How do I know that multiplication and faithful are synonymous? You have to look at the parable of the talents. Now, A talent is a measure of money. It's actually a bag of silver. And we all know if if you've been a Christian more than a month and read your Bible, you know that when Jesus tells a parable, he's not talking about what he's talking about. Right, right. Okay. So in other words, he uses wheat for, um, for godly people. He uses tares for ungodly people, reapers for angels. He uses seeds for the word of God. We could go on and on and on. So he's true to form in the parable of the talents. So what is the bag of money represent? It represents our gifts. Yeah. Supernatural giftings. Now, it's interesting. They didn't get equal gifts. One got one, one got two, one got five. But what is so important about this is the fact that the first two multiplied what was entrusted to them. The five went to 10, the two went to four. Now, after a long, long journey... The master returns and inspects what they did. Believers are going to be judged. We will be judged on how we handle our gifts. Now, I don't want you to see it as a sinner's judgment. It's more of a rewards, a ceremony. It is a big bummer. You and I are both athletes. When we were in high school and we went and everybody was getting letter jackets and we didn't, that was a bummer. Well, that's going to be what happens with some people on eternal judgments, okay? Because it's a reward ceremony. So the master comes back and he looks at the guy that multiplies, and the two guys that multiply, and he makes the statement to both of them, exact same statement. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, if that's all he said, I can't write a whole book on this. He stops there. He doesn't stop there. Excuse me. He goes on to say, You were faithful in a few things. Now, whoa, whoa, there's no other virtue, no other action, no other development spoken about in that parable. And I think this is on purpose, Mm -hmm. other than the fact he went from two to four and five to 10, the two servants. So Jesus directly equates you were faithful to multiplication. Now, what's the first commandment that God gave man when he put him on the earth? He said, be fruitful and multiply. He wasn't just saying have babies. He was saying anything I entrust to you, I expect you to return it back to me multiplied. 
Now, if you look at the third servant, he maintained. Okay. So the master looks at him and says, you wicked and lazy servant. Now, Jesus isn't careless with words. These three guys are all in the kingdom. He delivered his goods to them. They were his servants. Okay. So we're not talking about heaven and hell here. We're talking about his servants that didn't use. There's two things that God's going to ask us at the judgment seat. Number one, what got you here? Yeah. We better say the blood of Jesus. We better say God's gracious gift of the grace of God, right? Number two, he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? So this guy maintained what was given to him. He's called wicked and lazy. Now, the word lazy we get, all right? So I don't need to amplify that. The word wicked, I do. The word wicked is the Greek word that literally means possessing a serious fault that hinders us in our ability to bear fruit. Mm. So it means you are broken down in an area that you now you cannot be fruitful. So this guy really gets scolded. Now, remember, the master doesn't hate him, doesn't despise him, but he's scolded for wasting what was entrusted to him. Mm. And then the master says, take what he's got and give it to the guy with him. So let's stop right there. The one guy starts out with five. He ends up with 11. The other guy starts out with two, ends up with four. And the other guy starts out with one and ends up with zero. You know, one day I was in prayer and God said to me, he said, son, I'm not socialistic in the way I think. I'm actually more capitalistic. (laughs) And I hadn't read this parable in a long time. And I said, Lord, I, I really need scripture for that because I actually thought you were a little bit more leaning towards socialistic. Yeah. And he said, read the parable of the talents. I went over there and he showed me what the socialistic God would have done. He would have given each of them three, 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 and three. Well, two of them would have been faithful and they would have multiplied to six. Mm-hmm. The other one would have been still lazy. Yep. He would have maintained his three. Well, the socialistic God would have taken one from the five and one from the five so they all, and gave it those two to the guy with three. So they all ended up with five. Yep. That's not what he did. He took mm-hmm. the one from him and gave it to the guy with 11 now or with 10. So he ended up with 11. So this is why it is so important because this book addresses the second question that God's going to ask us at the judgment seat. What did you do with what I gave you? It is a book that I have wanted to write for years. And God wouldn't let me. I wanted to write this book when I was 54 years old. I'm 61 now. And every year I'd be like, can I write it? Can I write it? Nope, 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 nope. Well, last year he spoke to me and said, write it. I mean, just so clear. And can I say, I'm glad I didn't write it seven years ago. Because I probably would have wrote this book with a prophetic voice seven years ago. I think this is the first book God has had me write where I have more of a father's voice. And my son even said, my oldest son read the whole book in one day. It's 270 pages. I said, oh, come on. He said, dad, I actually only got up to go to the bathroom twice. I read it all in one sitting, not just one day. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, that that really does you well when you spend four months writing a book and somebody reads it in one sitting. Right. So but my son said, dad, this book's different. He said, I feel like there's more of a it's more of a memoir, a father speaking to you. But he said it's packed with revealed knowledge. So I'm really excited about it. Um, 
you know, I mean, I mean, TBN, I think just recently they want to do an order of 55,000. Um, I was just on with Sam Chan last night doing a webinar. They got 2,500. There are obviously this message is really resonating with people because with the COVID, with the racial tensions, with the election uh, in uh, tension that went on, the the tendency for people right now is to withdraw, protect. Yeah. This is a book that says what Jesus said, occupy until I come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't withdraw. Don't protect. Well, I think it's interesting because, you know, uh, and, and they're in the airports too. So get them there and, and it's on Amazon. Any other places they can get it besides airports and Amazon, John? Oh, they can get it. Yeah. Most bookstores, Target's even carrying them. So Perfect. Perfect. Uh, you know, I wrote down a note here that, and I want to get your comment on it. It's not about being fair. It's about being faithful. That's Comment weird. on that. I should write that down. Yeah, I, I, I just like think that. it kind of came to me during this. I just know? wish it was in the book. <laughs> but is no, that kind of what it's we're not, hearing there? It's not. It's not. It, it's it's not about being fair. I mean, you look at the parable of the wage earners, you know, and they tried to get the owner of the vineyard to be fair. And he said, hey, mine is to do with what I decide. And God isn't fair, but he's always just. And so to whom much is given, much is required. I mean, Mark, you and I, we we go to these nations where people live in mud huts. They live in, well, well, guess what? You and I are going to give a lot more account because much more was given to us. Therefore, that's why we are so passionate about getting the word of God in the hands of people that don't have it all over the world because we have so much. And in regard to gifts, we have so much in America. It's just like God blessed this nation, but with blessing comes, you know, responsibility and eventually accountability. That's what I hope people get in the message. And and I get, I get tears in my eyes when I think about that, you know, because we have seen people that um, I remember the first time I saw that, John, I was in uh, Chiquimula, Bolivia, believe it or not. There is such a place. And and I saw a garbage dump and I was driving down the road and I was in the back of a pickup truck. I was on the power team. We were going to a bullfighting arena to, to do a show. And I remember looking over the garbage dump and I saw where they had bulldozed this, this garbage on this flat slab up against, it was, it's kind of against a pile. And I saw three things that just blew my mind. I saw some dogs eating. And then a little bit later at the same pile, I saw a horse eating. And then I saw a family eating and, and it just, it just blew my mind because I thought, man, I could have been born here. Yeah. I could have been under this uh, cardboard box. That's got, uh, mildew on it and mold. I could have been living under a, uh, a tarp, you know, but we have this thing that God's gifted us in. And look, we got clothes, we got houses, we got um, land. We've been blessed with all this. I mean, I, I hear that passion and I know you and I know that passion. And I wish people are, are really tuning in here and can connect with that passion and our prayer is that that passion that you have will come through. And it's clear in the book because you 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 really take it apart to the place where people can understand it. You know, that whatever you have, 
that's a gift from God. And if we're faithful in using that, he will use that to glorify him. And that's the point, isn't it? Yes, it is. And I, you know, when I think about people that don't have means, there are people actually in our nation that can't even buy this book. And one thing that we have done, and it just came out two weeks ago, is that we have launched an app and we made kind of a decision as an organization that we are going to give everything away. (laughs) And uh, it's mind blowing when you stop and think about it. But um, if you go to the app store, this is really crazy amazing. You go to the app store, you can go just type in Messenger X. And when you do, this will come up. And what we've done, Mark, is we've put three full books on here in English. We have put 35 courses that we've done over the past several years. And I'm talking about the courses like the one you liked on breaking intimidation, on the fact that intimidation causes the gift in our life to go dormant. We have audiobooks almost, uh, we almost have like, I think, 10 audiobooks on here. And here's the thing there's no charge. It's a several million dollar app. And we were going to charge the English speaking community. But we sat around the boardroom uh, in November, just two months ago. And I said, guys, you know, if I walk into a church and an usher standing there waiting for an offering before I even walk in, am I going to, am I going to go in? I'm not going in. Mm-hmm. I said, if I'm a pastor, do I mind somebody coming in and hearing the word of God and they never give an offering? My team said, no. I said, guys, there's no way we can charge for this. There's no way we can even require an offering for this. People can give an offering if they want to help people overseas, but this app is in 111 languages. I mean, Mark, just look at the look at these languages. Watch That's me scroll. Awesome. Those are all languages. And so, you know, I'm thinking about like the Lusu people. The Lusu people are five million people in northern Miramar. They have never had a Christian book. They do have the Bible, thank God. The first book they ever received was The Beta Satan. We gave it to them last year. Right now, we're translating X for the Lasso people. Isn't that exciting? That's awesome. So, so English-speaking people, now one-third of Africa speaks English, can go on here. They don't have to. All our American friends, if you want to help somebody overseas, you want to give a gift, that's great. I don't care. I'm at the point in my life, I'm 61 years old. I want to give everything away that God has given me because I feel like I'm a steward and I feel like it's for the whole body of Christ. Amen. And so, again, just if you've got an Android, go to Google Play, type in Messenger X. If you are an iPhone person, go to um, uh, the App Store and App type Store. in Messenger X. And if all you have is a computer, then type in MessengerX.com. So everybody that's listening to us can get over 35 courses. I mean, you literally would. It, it's like a Bible school. I want you guys right now, folks, you're listening, and I know you trust me, and um, the whole point of this podcast is that I can introduce my friends to you so that we can all grow together to become really all God wants us to be and and to be effective. And I want you to go right now and download the, and the App Store and your Android, whichever one, right now. Go get the Messenger X app right now, right now. Don't wait. Do it. We'll put it in the feed so you can share it with your friends as well. And I also want you to get the book X because uh, it'll change your life, you know, and I I get it that you can get the Messenger X app. I get that. But it's nice to get something in your hands, tangible, to feel it, touch it, smell it. 
I like that. I like to put a book in between my nose and smell it. It's awesome. And (laughs) and I want you to do that right now. I'm serious because I know this man on the podcast. I know him personally. I've watched him operate and I will, he's, he's humble, but I don't mind saying that I, I stand for his integrity and that means a lot. So get on there right now, support the mission. It's not John's mission. It's not Lisa's mission. It's God's mission. And we have to support each other. So I just want to, uh, I'm not even going to encourage you. I'm going to say, get there and do it, right? You it's say no to Mark Sherwood. You do not say no to the man. No. He is the man. He'll split you in half. <laughs> I'm telling you, I want you to do this. Um, you know, John, um, you got the app, you know, and I have been um, a, a supporter, a friend of Messenger Cup International, you know what you do. Um, kind of talk about an overall global thing of ministry, uh, what what that is and what that looks like. So Jesus' last words was to go into all the world to make disciples of all nations. A disciple actually means a learner. I mean, a lot of people don't, they think a disciple is means follower. Actually, the Greek word means a learner which um, we have found out when we, we gave away 100,000 Beta Satans and 100,000 Bibles to the Chinese underground church. We did this years and years ago. This is how this all started. And the Chinese underground leaders came back to us and said, guys, we have enough Bibles. What we desperately need is revelation teaching. And of course, the Holy Spirit, he'll place a gift on, on people's lives. And they will have that ability to teach revelation. That's what I believe Paul meant when he said the church is built on the apostles and the prophets. If you look at Jesus, he initiated it when God revealed something to Peter. And Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. That rock happened to be revealed knowledge by the spirit of God. Flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you. So Lisa and I have been very careful. I mean, I I just mentioned earlier how I wanted to write this book seven years ago. I made a covenant with God. Years ago, I will never write a book unless you speak to me. And I remember one time I went four years without writing a book. And my CFO came in because my royalties go to the ministry. And he said, John, do you understand our ministry will get six digits if you just sign this contract? I said, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. And he said, why won't you do it? And I said, because God hasn't spoken to me. And it went four years. That was like in the middle. So it went two more years after that. Wow. And it's because... I don't take lightly the responsibility of bringing a message to the body of Christ that God wants. And I always say my name's on that book because I was the first guy to get to read it. And, and how, how good is God? Um, you know, I, I had the master. I found the master cassette tape. We were cleaning out our garage, doing a spring training. And I found that master that put Lisa to sleep and her friend drooled, right? And I went to throw it away. And the Holy Spirit, I mean, so clearly said, do not throw it away. And I said, no, nobody should ever hear that message (laughs) again. I am throwing it away. He said, do not throw it away. I said, you need to give me some understanding. Why would you have me keep this? He said, because I want you to always know how bad you are without me. Okay, so why would God pick a guy to write 22 books that are now in the tens of millions all over the world Because this guy right here knows there's no way I ever could have done this. I can't boast about being my ability. I realized that God picked a person who happened to have no ability to write and said, now I want you to write. So 
It's a responsibility. And, and we take the responsibility extremely seriously at Messenger International because we realize that we've been entrusted with something. And if we're not faithful with what's entrusted to us, then the people that God intended to get it won't get it. So this is the this is what I really want to close saying. Yeah. Gifts, the gift or gifts that you have on your life, they're not for you. They're for the people that you're called to minister them to. And um, I think a lot of us need to remember that some of the giftings that God places on our life will bring us to notoriety. But if you if you allow that notoriety to go to your head now, all of a sudden, the very thing that God gave you to be able to help a lot of people will end up destroying you. Mm. And so you always have to remember, Paul made a statement in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7. He said, what do you have? He was speaking about gifts. What do you have that you didn't receive? So why do you act as if you didn't receive it? Mm. All of us got to remember there's there's nothing that distinguishes us from one another. We're all children of God, and he loves us uniquely, each of us, right? But what does distinguish us is the level of giftings that he gives us. But it's not to distinguish us for the for the sake of lording over people, but for the sake of serving better. And so even Jesus himself said, I didn't come here to be served. I came to serve and give my life a ransom. So that's the mentality we've got to carry to be faithful and to multiply the gifts. John, you are faithful. You're faithful in your friendship. You're faithful in your gifts. You're faithful in those five talents you were given, no doubt. And I'm really grateful for you. And thanks for coming on and everything. And uh, again, Messenger X app, get that, get the book X, put it in your life, become a learner, become a true disciple. And remember the principles that were talked about today. John, thank you for sharing this. I really, really appreciate it. I know you've, we've talked, you've had a long day and I consider it a super big honor that you would take the time oh. to... Uh, Privilege is mine. You have helped Lisa and I so much, you and Dr. Michelle, with the gifts that are on your life. And uh, I mean, I could go on and on about that. But yes, you are a gift to the body of Christ. Thank you. Well, we should go on and press on towards the mark for the high calling, right? Um, John, thank you. Um, Give Lisa my best. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you in person and giving you a big old hug as always. And um, Folks, there you go. That was some power pack stuff. Go back and listen again. You'll see it all in the show notes. Way to get the book. Way to get the app. Put stuff in your mind and heart to teach you to become a great disciple so that you understand that God uses his perfect gifts and imperfect made perfect people to make perfect his kingdom message across this world. There's a mouthful for you. We'll look forward to seeing you next time on Healthcare's Missing Link. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.